0: 私が Hello, you're listening to the Talking Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Yep. Today's episode is a discussional podcast episode where we talk about the news that seems important to us, dive into our community a little bit, and then say goodbye to everybody. So, how's it going, Chris? going how, pretty good. How is the week? It was a little slow. A little slow. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I wish I was in your shoes. Well, I guess it's slow but hectic for me, so I guess it's in the same boat. <laughs> Just wish it was not as hectic. Lots just of things going so. Just didn't feel like I got anything done that I wanted to do this week. Yeah, that's that's another thing I can relate to. So I'll I'll join you on that one. So yeah, um, I guess the only thing that's really big that's happened recently. I started playing Dragon Quest Builders again. Yeah, I seen that. Sucked into that again and was like, crap. this Did is you have play fun again? Yeah, I really really enjoyed that for the bosses. Uh, I got pretty good at keeping them away. <laughs> I, I've, I've discovered things to, to well, I, I guess like the last on the first village thing was still one of those things where I went back and built a bunch of those walls that they could not at all get in. So that's, you got to, you got to counter, got to counter, build the counter. Yeah. It didn't work for me. He just destroyed everything for me. So, <laughs> and despite despite my continued dislike of the PlayStation platform, I decided to get a PlayStation Pro. So I guess I'm not, you know, acting on my own words. You're, you're crazy. I don't. I don't know why you did that, but you there's, did it. There's a dislike for playing games that you know run better on something else. That's <laughs> true. That's the problem. So playing Horizon, like literally minute in, I'm like this needs to be played on the that's that's why it's taking everything in me not to to purchase parts from for a new computer it really is i'm fighting so hard not to do that (laughs) well just don't get an rtx that's all i can say (laughs) because the next the next the next expansion it really is gonna try me i know it is it's gonna it's gonna i don't know how you play the way you do i see like a hiccup i'm like i can't do this i can't do this (laughs) he'll force his game he'll force like the highest settings even though it won't play no I have it on very low settings right now you no know, when you're playing uh uh satisfactory I'm like how do you that's play lowest like settings this? too how do you play like <laughs> this like shorten the distance and everything that's what I had to do sometimes no I, I it is on the shortest distance run it in the background yeah we were trying to prevent it from crashing so I would set like the lowest possible settings and then like hide my character in a corner staring at the ground <laughs> just to prevent as much as possible Oh, gosh. But no, I started playing Horizon Zero Dawn today, and I'm like, holy crap, this game is a blast. Why did it take so long to play this? It's so... Like, the first time I fought, like, a really strong boss, it was like, holy crap, this is, like, exhilarating. Like, edge of my seat the entire time. Oh, crap. Crap, he's going to hit me again. Roll. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. Uh, But yeah, it's, it's been fun. But other than that... I can't, I, I, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah, I finally 70 everything on Final Fantasy fourteen, so I'm ready to have the cap increased and all my work go to the wayside and have to get to 80 after that point. <laughs> it is what it is. It just keeps going. That is and, the eternal quandary of MMOs. And then trying to get all the quests done for every class, That's that's a chore. Just running back and forth between two points. As they keep sending me to the other side of the, the town. And, like, stop sitting. Just, you two, you, come over here, meet this person, let's talk, and we can knock out all 50 <laughs> or so quests. Not have me go back and forth. I'm tired of going back and forth. Especially when, like, you pre-prepare all the stuff that you're going to need for every quest, and then you're just trying to just turn it in, and there's going, go over here, go over here, go over here, go over here. Oh, it's maddening, maddening. Other than that, yeah, um Fake Go is just another rerun, so it's not really that exciting, just to... Anigashima event. Didn't get uh, shooting again, by the way. Just wasted all my quartz and everything. Didn't get her. (laughs) Yeah. She will continue to evade me. (laughs) I don't want to spend that much on it. I was like, I'm stopping myself for once. I just... Summer's coming around the corner. I have to keep my budget for that. Yeah, I didn't get anything but a bunch of Billy the Kids. Oh, well. And a couple Kefkas. I'm sure I got a couple Kefkas in there, too. All I got was Gilgamesh caster. Which that's welcome, but wasn't what I wanted. So, no, I got. Um, I did get, but that might have been the the event before the Midia um, Lily. Okay, so I I, that, I did get something out of all that. Oh, and I got that crazy assassin, that four-star assassin, uh, four star assassin. Shinju- Shinju- oh yeah, guy. yeah. I remember. I, I remember we talked about. But now it's uh. Yeah, it's 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 a struggle. I mean, it's funny because here recently, some they've been posting about the fact that the sales for Fake Go has gone down, which I guess is a, a, a topic in itself in this this discussional podcast episode. And it's it is funny because the reaction to people is just so weird. You have most people are kind of going well, duh, Japanese is waiting for Lost Belt Chapter 4, and we're waiting for summer. I mean, what's what's the big deal? It's not like they can... It, and in saying that it's coming down off the top of the chart is like saying instead of making billions, it's making, you know, high millions. I mean, instead of making $1 billion, you're making, you know, $0. $0.5 billion, which is still a crap ton of money. So, but no, it's... it's the, the funnier response is the North American audience is like these people think that this is all in a bubble that they understand completely, and it's like, oh, it's because of the uh how they treat the fans over here or their social media uh connection with the fans. It's like, no, it's global, it, like, like everybody worldwide, the sales are down. We're nothing, we're literally less than like five percent of what fake grand order is making. If you think that. Because the North American team is not talking, to you that that suddenly means ninety-five percent of it goes down. No, that's not how this works. That's not how money and percentages work. So to think that you're that important is is a little bit goofy, but it is what it is. The I just I, I've I've avoided the fake grand order community just because it seems like it's getting worse and worse. It's getting more fueled by the the social media toxicity. So like everything else. <laughs> I avoid it. <laughs> uh, it is what it is, though. If, if you want to spend your time being mad about it, that's that's perfectly fine. If you think that it's up, it, it is upsetting, uh, I would love more connection with the the team. They've already plainly stated why they can't because DW says this is what you do and you don't say anything extra. It's as simple as that. So going off and threatening the the team over here does not make any sense to me. But yeah. All right. If that's everything, I guess we can get on with things. Yeah. 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 Oh, I got a Jean the Arc figure. And she's was a pain in the utter crap to actually put together. <laughs> her flag's way too big. I ended up making the flag go, like, under her rather than over because the stupid little stands they put the flag on were just not making any sense. And I wanted it to fit somehow in the case, so... You can't see her because she's right there, so yeah. I'm sorry. You can't see her. Oh, can I can see Mash. A shield. I can see a you shield. You can see MASH? I can see a shield. MASH is important. I don't see MASH. I see a shield.
1: Well, somewhere <laughs> around
0: there, there's a MASH. I, I love my MASH figure. She's awesome, so. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I'm trying very hard to stay away from from the figures right now as well. When aren't you not supposed to be around the figures? This is true. Figures? This is true, but... Please tell us something new. N- but now it's 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 more more pressing to stay away from that stuff. Okay. Because you want a computer. Yeah, I got to stay away from that too. <laughs> All right. Well, pretty much anything that might take money away from me, I have to stay away from. Okay. A funny story revolving around money. We got, <laughs> the other day, we got a review copy for Machia Limited Edition. And yeah. I was not expecting that because <laughs> it came in the box and I open it up. I'm like, it's Machia Limited Edition again. I'm like, crap did right stuff accidentally send me two copies cuz i bought it and we've had it for like a week and i've already unboxed it in a video and we already recorded the review from the standard edition so when that came in it's like oh crap uh, i guess i can unbox this for right stuff and and Nosum entertainment and and eleven arts so yeah i had to re-record the unboxing so i can talk about that the fact that they sent us that copy because i'd feel bad you know saying sorry can't do anything with this. But uh yeah, that, that, that happened and it was kind of it was comic comical. So it was a, it's an awesome limited edition though, because they have like the I noticed that the second disc that they had in there, which when I recorded the first unboxing, I was like, Oh, there's two discs. I didn't know that those like in the right stuff listing for it, it does nothing. it says nothing about there being a second disc. And the second disc it had the in the center edition of Machia the there's only one disc. Oh, there's two discs actually. There's Blu-ray and DVD. And on the Blu-ray, it has the movie. It has and it also has a kind of a making of video where it kind of follows the staff and Mario Kata. and they talk about making it. In the limited edition, they move that interview or that that video onto the second disc, and they put a storyboard uh, comparison thing where you you can watch through the entire. Down the bottom right, there's the video and audio of the actual movie. Mm -hmm. And on the top left, they actually have it flowing through the storyboards. Cool. So, it's kind of like whenever you see them doing, you know, voiceover, Mm -hmm. they'll have that screen and it has, like, that sketched play out of what's happening. It was was really cool. It's, It's one of those kinds of, like, if I had a lot of time, I'd like to watch that entire thing. But time. So, maybe not. But it also has has interviews and a booklet and uh, a bunch of other stuff. A a short story by Mario Kata. It's a really cool release. My main point for getting it is the artwork. I mean, that box has that display of the character designer. And it's like, oh, it's so gorgeous. I love it. Anyways, uh, that turned into a a weird random plug in there. So there there you go. (laughs) Check out our unboxing video of that that's up on the on our YouTube page that's up there now, so you can check that out. And we'll release the actual review of it sometime this week, so. And to let people know, the review that we recorded for Makia was recorded before we got that review copy. So that's, there's no possible way our feelings are changed by that. All I did is insert in there, me saying that it was a review copy sent from them, and I also inserted a bit where I talked about what's in the actual package. So there you go. That happened. (laughs) this no. <laughs> random, random box shows up uh, so yeah let's uh, let's move on with the, the news that again seems important to us don't look at my picture of no game no life zero don't look at it Can't he keeps eyeballing all the time like he's gonna run off with it <laughs> this, is, this is becoming a thing Chris wanting to steal my picture off my wall <laughs> anyhow moving on to the news that seems important to us and it should be important to you because it's important to us Our first bit we have is that we have... uh, I totally skipped the first one. No, I'm just down here. G-Kids has licensed The Case of Hana and Alice, Genius Party, and Summer Days with Koo, I guess is how you would say that. Uh, This immediately jumped out at my eyeballs because for the longest time I've been going, why hasn't anybody picked up The Case of Hana and Alice? It was like way back... when, When was that released? Because they were they were talking about it being at um, Scott loves Ani- or Scotland loves anime, and they were talking about it, and they were reviewing it, and they were, the judge panels were talking about it, and I was like, "This sounds really, really interesting." That's twenty two, uh, yeah, twenty fifteen. Holy crap! It's been like four years, but yeah, they they were showing in theaters over there, and everything that's it. I mean, it the thing that's like, of course, you know, I think it was rotoscope, wasn't it? Was it? I want to say it was rotoscoped. It's possible. I seem to remember one from back then. That was the only thing that was kind of pushing me away from it. But as I heard them talking about the story itself and reviewing it, I was like, hey, this actually sounds like a really interesting little story. So I would like to, the, the stops for it is when Alice uh, transfers to a new middle school, she hears an urban legend about a student who disappeared uh, the previous year and is suspected to have been killed by his fellow students. Even worse, Alice discovers that she lives next door to uh to his former house. Uh, a supposed haunted home now occupied by the reclusive classmate named Hana. Hana and Alice decide to investigate the case uh, the murder case together, but soon find their lack of detective skills may be ob- uh, an obstacle. Uh, in this unusual and charming film, famed writer Shinji EY uh, is uh, in which a shady dog mystery tale ultimately gives away to wonderful, nuanced story of young female friendship and the fantasies and thrills of everyday teenage life. So yeah, shaggy dog, shaggy dog. So yeah, it, it really did kind of pique my interest. And so to finally have somebody pick it up uh, is exciting for me because I would love to finally watch that one, so... You excited for that. I mean, did you like you said you it's, did you hear them talk about that Yeah, back I when they were... I, re- I remember they were there was a couple that year. That was the one the year that the um the artist girl Hokusai? Hokusai, yeah. She was she was on there at the same time. Still got to watch that one too. <laughs> you still got to <laughs> watch Miss Hokusai too. Uh we're, we're behind on our movies. Uh we'll, we'll we'll get to them. We'll get to them. Uh the rest of them I I I know Genius Party. And I think I have Genius Party no maybe I don't I thought I did that's that's one that I, I I enjoyed I've watched some of them but I have not watched it all so I would like to watch that one again but the summer days of ku I've never I don't think I've ever heard of one day Kuichi, a fourth grader living in the suburbs of Tokyo picks up a fossil that looks like a large stone while on his way home from school uh, to his surprise he has picked up a baby kappa. Uh, who has been asleep underground for the past 300 years. Koichi names his baby creature Ku and brings him home to his, to live with his family. Uh, and soon the two are inseparable friends. It sounds like that, uh, not E.T., but that other weird one that came out during E.T. I can't remember what it was called. <laughs> sounds like that, with a little creature thing. Uh, however, trouble bounds when Ku struggles to adjust to his life in suburban Tokyo... And begins to miss his family. Okay, this is T T E T. (laughs) Leading Koichi and Kuda and Park on a summer trip uh, to search for other kappa. Directed by yeah yeah yeah. So yeah, that's um that's cute. If you like kappa, I've never I never liked kappa. It just seems so creepy. That's like one little thing of Japan that I'm like I don't follow you. I don't (laughs) follow you. I mean I'm okay when it's kind of creepy kappa. Like, um, uh, uh, Yushio and Tora, I mean, they had a kappa in there. I like the, it, it, this is kind of creepy because it's kind of acknowledging the fact that I think it's creepy. So they acknowledge it's creepy, but not cute, not following the cute thing. It's, it's, it's a weird thing for me because I, I, I can acknowledge the cuteness and a lot of the artworks, but it's like, you're, you're, you have a frog in front of me and you're trying to pass this off as cute. It's a humanoid frog. It's a humanoid frog. Exactly what it is. Uh, yeah, no. Oh. Kappa Arbaka. There you go. Alright, so uh, this kind of was interesting. Like, all week, I didn't even know this was happening. And then all week, suddenly, everybody on Twitter is showing video clips of this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I guess this was a thing that was coming. And I didn't know that they were doing a beta test on it. But yeah, um, Exceed is going to be releasing Ramboo Fantasy Versus in North America. They ran a uh, beta, which. Like I said, when I was seeing all these clips, look looked really, really good. So I was kind of excited for it. Um, and it kind of made sense because it's, it's made by Arc System Works, which they do really, really amazing 2D fighters, animated 2D fighters. So uh, a lot of clips of the little night girl doing her little spin attack and looking like she's proud of herself. I was trying to find a clip to show Chris because I don't think he actually seen any. E3 is coming, by the way yeah that's around the corner <laughs> I, it sucks because it's like i wish that was kind of this week that way we can have that you know in a segment right. into the this discussional podcast episode because technically next week is totally gonna be previews so previews yeah it's preview time already Gosh. <laughs> it's like the our usual time is in between this weekend and the next weekend so it's gonna be next weekend yeah, it looks it looks really good. I I, I think the Grand Blue Fantasy versus looks really it it captures that kind of two D animated look to it, and um, I it has, I would probably little... be very torn. I mean oh, it, that that looks like great. I want to play it, but it's a fighting game. I'm gonna play <laughs> I'm gonna play as the lolly and get my butt kicked, and it's gonna make me sad. She looks pretty like she's can cheese a lot, so I guess it would help. I don't know. I, I think it's, it's it's one of those things where they're, so they're, capturing, they're capturing <laughs> <so> the animated <laughs> thing. They're capturing the the CGI, Aww. but still looking like animated. So cool stuff. So if you're if you're excited about Granblue Fantasy and you like fighting games, it's definitely should be on your radar. So cool stuff. I think it's going to be PS4 only. Yeah, PS4. So and they'll probably sit on PC at some point because everything goes to PC anymore. It's a good thing. So, uh, Next bit. Exciting news for Chris. Spicy Tales and Jim Drop have revealed that they have plans to release Spice and Wolf VR on the Switch. Yay! <laughs> so, another win for Switch, I guess. And it will have support for Labo VR. So, time to get your cardboard VR. Oh. <laughs> How much is the Labo VR, by the way? Uh, Labo VR. 50 bucks, I think? Only 40 bucks. That's actually surprising. I figured it'd be like $150 like everything else. <laughs> I guess they're not all $150. No, they're actually really reasonable in price. Most of it. <laughs> it looks like he's shooting himself in the head when he's wearing that. <laughs> that's supposedly uh, the best game too. the one with the gun, the one with the gun. Yeah. Oh, they're not all with. The, okay. That's just the gun one. Okay. I got you. I wasn't sure if that was a everything kind of thing. So yeah, there you go. Cool stuff. So you can you can pet your waifu and VR with your Switch now. You don't have to buy a thousand dollar PC and a thousand dollar headset and thousand dollar remotes. You can just get a three hundred dollar <laughs> Switch and a 39 nine nine dollar cardboard headset, and you have waifu. Yay! That's cool. I, I like they're kind of expanding to to support more people because that was a of course a crowdfunding thing. So I always love when crowdfunding is actually follow through with getting it to as many of the people that backed it as possible. And like some other projects that don't. Keeping my words to myself. (laughs) Because I want to get into it again. (laughs) Alright, next one we have here is uh, Kyoto Animation has finally, officially announced a new project for the Sound Newphonium franchise. Uh, For those that don't know, Sound Newphonium, of course, is a brass band high school club show with lots of emotion and crying and moe faces like Kyoto Animation pulls off all the time. It was announced during the Sound Euphonium event, and the project will follow Kumiko as she begins her third year in high school. So she's she's becoming the senpai to many. Excited for more Sound Euphonium? Definitely. We haven't got the movie yet. It was a movie, right? I think that's the only thing that we're still waiting on is the Sound Euphonium movie. Sound Euphonium. That was a movie, right? Not just a compilation. I thought that was what you were saying that the uh, Allison May or whatever that one was. *Liz and the Bluebird*. *Liz and the Bluebird*. <laughs> yeah. *Hannah* and *Allison* *Liz and the Bluebird*. <laughs> Got me all messed up. It's your fault. <laughs> I know that there was a the compilation movie, and they did the t- the *Son of too. And then I think it's uh, *Toto Kitai melody. Maybe that's the the sequel. Got another one down there. Oath finale yeah we're still we're still missing oath finale i think that's probably the the movie i'm thinking of so somebody needs to license that so i can watch it please 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 one of these days movies will be easier to get a hold of all right cool stuff cool stuff more kyoto animation discussion later spoiler (laughs) uh Crunchyroll apparently really badly wants everybody to know that they have Dr. Stone. <laughs> it's like I'm looking through their news feeds and their Twitter. It's just constantly, there's Dr. Stone. Here it comes. Dr. Stone, we have it. We're going to stream it. Dr. Stone. I'm guessing this is going to be another attempt for a big, huge uh, shonen type show. That's all I can think of. It's it's fine. Let me, let me see. I lost my notes. Oh, I don't have any notes on this one. But, Yeah, um this will be part of their 2019 summer lineup, so we'll probably talk about it more next week. But um yeah, they're they're really excited about it. I'm excited for them. I think they have a synopsis. Um doo, 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 doo. Series will all follow uh, the science-minded Senku and his friend Taiju. As they awaken from in the world, thousands of years into uh, after humanity or human civilization grinded to a halt, slowly they discover that nearly all of humanity has been frozen in place as stone statues, and it is up to them to rescue the global population and rebuild society from the ground up uh, through science and unconquered human spirit. Senku seeks to light the fire within all the survivors to push them past their limits and rebuild the entire world. Every human has the p- potential to change the world in their own way. And together, uh, united under the banner of scientific progress, humankind will rewrite their own destiny. That's one of those ones where it's like I read that synopsis and I'm like, this can go two different ways. This can go just straight shonen and just superpowers (laughs) and fighting each other. Or this can go, yeah, post-apocalyptic rebuilding society, which I've always been fascinated by. That's That's my draw to zombie films and stuff is I like where they start getting into, you know, trying to rebuild themselves in some way trying to... The the fight of old society versus a new society kind of thing. Even though it always ends up turning into stuff that I don't like. I don't know why I subject myself to it. <laughs> it is a thing. It is what it is. Any interest to you at all? Or you just want to wait until Mildly next Mildly interesting. Wait? So, yeah. Okay. Moving on, we have... Uh, Funimation has acquired Manga Entertainment Limited UK. So, this was a blog post that they posted on their website. Um, they said, see here, the global leader, um, Funimation, is the global leader in sub and dub anime, <coughs> <All right. laughs> content and subsidiary of Sony Pictures Television, I announced that it's acquired Manga Entertainment Limited, uh, the lead distributor of anime in UK and Ireland, uh, headquarters in London, England. Manga is a long-term partner of Funimation and con- uh, currently serves ...anime fans across the wide range of channels... ...including Blu-ray DVD broadcast... ...theatrical and digital... Uh, ...following its immediate... Uh, ...consolidation of Funimation's... ...UK home entertainment business... ...manga will become... ...the largest distributor of anime... ...Blu-ray DVDs offering fans more than... ...900 hours of blah blah, blah 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 blah... ...the biggest catalog blah 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 blah... blah. ...with uh, the acquisition... ...most of these titles many for the first time... ...will come available for streaming for fans... ...throughout UK and Ireland... Uh, on Funimation Now over the coming months, these titles will include hit series like Fullmetal Alchemist, Naruto, uh, Ghost in the Shell, Innocence, and Sword Art Online. With this acquisition, we will create a truly immersive anime experience for fans of the UK and Ireland. This begins by providing fans access to manga library, uh, mangas, which is the company, library uh, titles, enjoy uh, whenever and they, wherever they want with uh, on Funimation Now. Uh, Together with manga team, Funimation will bring fans' first uh, omni-channel approach to serving anime fans, engaging with them and connect directly through widest array of touch touch points on behalf of blah, 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 blah. So yeah, I have two minds of this one. One, of course, that I'm not a huge fan of Funimation right now. Um, But like we said before, I don't want to see them fail. I want to see them correct themselves and get better. And this could mean that they are getting better or it could just mean that they're going to spread their <laughs> ability to serve the fans to the UK. Um, I'm happy for, but at the same time, I'm happy for, you know, the UK and Ireland to have access to more stuff. Cause I know that was a contingency point for fans in that area that everything's locked up by Funimation. They're not able to watch stuff the way they want to. And this will hopefully allow all those titles to be now available to the UK Which is a long, long, long time coming. I hope that this works out for him. I, 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 it's, it's one of those things that you, you see him doing something and it's like, this is not going to help your situation in any way, shape or form, but I hope it works out for him. I'm, I don't, I don't know what, I find it interesting that they, they point out the fact that they're going to serve the UK and Ireland population. So maybe, who knows, maybe they're actually considering what they're doing. Yeah, I think the big thing here is, besides the streaming thing, they also have the fact that manga is going to distribute all their actual physical goods, which I know there's a lot of fans out there that don't have, that even though they will say, well, if I can't watch it, I'm of course going to get it from other sites, which, you know, if you have to do that, that's what you're going to do. But there was always the issue that when they were collector, there was no routes for them. And now they have... In, uh, instead of having to import everything and have the issue with region locking, they can now actually get them in their region, which is, of course, a huge bonus. So... It seems like a plus all the way around. It is kind of interesting, the fact that they are going to be able to serve Full Alchemist, so I'm assuming that they still hold the license in the UK for Full Alchemist, or if it's the fact that Funimation is... Now, technically, a part of the same company that Anaplex is, so maybe they're just letting them have it. I don't know. Interesting, interesting stuff. So, big move. I'm excited for, again, for the fans over there in the UK and Ireland. Uh, big, big plus for you guys. At the same time, I hope Funimation now works. <laughs> it's not the best platform ever, so uh, just, I guess, be patient with it. Hopefully, the platform will work for y'all. It's never been my favorite. I absolutely, I see. I, this is so funny because whenever like somebody has an issue with a platform, like even we have issues with every now and then with you know Crunchyroll doesn't load, and it's like okay, obviously the servers are getting hit. Somebody was saying something to the effect that there was this whole thing that happened with anime FLV, and uh, it was I think it was a Spanish streaming service pulling having all the Crunchyroll titles pulled, and there was people claiming that people upset about that were you know attacking. Crunchyroll servers, and that's why everything was down. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't. I don't know exactly what they've. I mean, they've never said anything, so I don't know the truth behind it. So we were having some issues this this week with trying to access some shows. So what do you do? Just go over to Amazon and let's watch some Da or some Katakuri Circus, something like that, and we'll come back later on. I've never been one to sit there and get really angry at a, a service. I mean, I was angry at High Dive when they had everything locked up by Apple, but that wasn't really their fault, so they claim and. I kind of had to deal with it. But formation <laughs> I won't. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> I tried so hard. A damn app was locking up my network completely. I had to reboot the Apple TV every single time. And not only that, because I've complained about that before, but just the way it's laid out, their app on Apple TV, just the way it's laid out, like you select a TV series, it opens up the TV series listing, but then it shoots you to the menu on the left side. So you have to come back out of the menu to go into where you just went to. So it's like, why go to the 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 menu every time you go into a series? It was just not very intuitive. I'm not sure if they were just trying to be different, but it wasn't it wasn't working. And then you have to like go down there and select subtitle every time you want to watch a show. It's just yeah. Have fun with that app. I hope it works better for you than it did me. I want, like again, I want them to succeed. I want them to fix their ways. Hopefully. This is a good sign. I mean, they're doing stuff with uh, in China right now, so it's obviously they're trying to push forward, and that's a positive thing. And I want to, I want to support that. At the same time, I hope that they, you know, clean up their act, which is good. So, yeah. Anything else on that one? No, just figure it, figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. We have uh, Zebek is gone. They're dead. The done no longer I'm trying to remember everything that Zebek did I'm, I was trying to as well I'm, I Zebek. I seem to remember we were warm on them but well, they're, I not, never watched. they're not really going away they're just being absorbed which means they're dead Chris these days if you're absorbed you're dead <laughs> uh to love rue that's kind of important mm-hmm. uh I never watched uh Nyaruka I, I kind of wanted to I tried at one point uh, Keijo, man, the Love Hina way back in the day. That's, that's, that's the big one right there is Love Hina. That's, that's the important one. Oh, they did Unison here recently. That was, that was fun. I, I probably think most people are a little more upset about the fact that, uh, they did not X. X. <laughs> 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 did they? Yeah. it's right there on the left. Yeah. They're the only one listed. Break Blade, that was with Production IG. Basically, they're in an Deschigo. An well, no, they've got Bang Dream. That wasn't really etchy. It's Moe, though. It's the same thing, Chris. <laughs> I guess that was their... So they're just a little one. bit all over the place. Yeah, they're all over the place. Whatever whatever the committee wants them to do <laughs> is what they're doing. <laughs> they're one of those studios. They do whatever this, the committee tells them to do. So, yeah. Yeah, technically... Like Chris said, they're technically being dissolved into Production IG. So, this is kind of a long period of financial issues they've been dealing with, and finally, they've been absorbed into Production IG. According to Zevix official site and Twitter feed, uh, the merger was completed on May thirty first, of twenty nineteen, effectively bringing an end to the Zevix after twenty four year career of anime industry. The company was founded in nineteen ninety five. Uh, they have offered their heartfelt thanks to everybody for the support over the years. Uh, Their assets have been uh upon many several companies. Uh, the animation production and production management divisions have been sold to Sunrise, which utilized the resources to create a new company. The studio um, in Nurima new Ward in Tokyo uh, will continue working on Fafner in the Azure: The Beyond series. So they're going to complete what they're currently working on, which is a good thing. I don't don't want to don't want to cut off a series and then it just die. So of course contracts. So, yeah, that's uh. never allowed to see a, a studio go down, but hopefully everybody will land on their feet and continue making good stuff. Just there won't be a name Zebek anymore. <laughs> I guess it's the, the final nail on the head there. So, yeah, which that's not, not necessarily a bad thing, especially seeing as how we like uh, IG. IG does some really good stuff, so it'll just expand the things that IG can do, which it's amazing how much stuff IG puts out. It really is. Yeah, they're kind of uh, they're in the same boat, kind of all over the place as well, if I can find them here listed. Uh, there it is right there. Psychopass. They probably will be working on Third Season, I'm assuming. Guilty Crown. It's like they didn't help with uh, Attack on Titan because they keep listing them with Wit Studio, which the Wit Studio is the same branch, right? In the same company as Production IG? I think. I think it is. We saw he I don't know. Yeah. Cool stuff. Welcome to the ballroom, Bird. Next, good studio. <laughs> so there you go. That is that is that. Next one we have is Goblin Slayer. Goblin's Crown has been announced to be hitting theaters in 2020. There is a trailer out there, so if you guys want to check that out, definitely go gander at that. Just kind of a lot of height building in the trailer, a bunch of snow fields, a lot of enemies. And- Spoilers. And, and I, I'm not supposed to be watching this, Andrew. Why? Spoilers. Where? Look at all those spoilers. Oh, They're spoiler, everywhere. He put his sword in his hilt. Spoiler, he put a backpack on. All those spoilers. I gotta be careful here. Spoilers. The- all I'm seeing is spoilers. There's something flying through the room. Look, all those goblins survived. <laughs> I don't even know who the hell that is. So obviously she's gonna be important in the movie. Some girl tied up. For some reason, apparently goblins like to take captives now and not do inappropriate and gruesome things to them anymore. I don't know.
1: I guess they'll do whatever the shaman tells them.
0: I mean, shoot. Yeah, you technically seen, well, I don't even know what time frame that is actually in, so it could be, Yeah, I don't know. But I seen that all those goblins survived. That is true. That one (laughs) goblin, that one could have been the one from episode one. There you go. They look so different. They're all unique and special snowflakes. Every single one of them. So, yeah. If you want to watch some snowflakes and um, goblins, like literally snowflakes, it's in and a There was storm. a lot of snowflakes in that <laughs> 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 <Little> <laughs> snowflakes all over the place, falling on them left and right. Check out Goblin Crown. I'm excited for more Goblin Slayer, so... Hopefully that hits over here quickly since it was supposedly pretty popular. Though I think for a reason that people don't think it really was popular. So there you go. Uh, good news from Discotech. I love these announcements. This is great. Uh, they have licenses Honey and Clover, both seasons. So we nice. got a, a, a new physical release of Honey and Clover. I don't know if they've ever had a physical release of it. So I don't know if I'm know. saying it right by saying it's a new release or if it's wrong to say that it's a new release. But I don't think I've ever seen that one get a release. I've seen it uh, kind of passed around for uh, video streaming services. And Clover. Let's see if Amazon has it. Uh, no, nope, Just streaming and the novels and... Oh, maybe it was an NIS America release. Hopefully somebody released it. Unless this is just a ripoff. It looks like a kind of a NIS America type of picture that they would do. So I don't know if it is, then that's great. I love anything that NIS America had that they kind of held on to and did very short releases of was always kind of really crappy. So, I mean, there were, there were great releases if you really love the series, but there's certain ones like, like I complain about every, all the dang time is <laughs> Katana Katari. If you miss out on it, you're kind of never going to have it. And it's just kind of waiting and waiting and begging for somebody to pick up a pick it back up so it's definitely one that's been on my my uh list of shame because i really should have watched this a long time ago i mean the whole uh march comes like a lion kind of thing going on there so yeah so hopefully when that releases we'll get a blu-ray copy of it and we will finally be forced to watch it because that's how we do this we try to buy them to force ourselves to watch them uh, okay, there's other ones <laughs> I guess we should get into the other ones uh, Ayakashi Samurai Horror Tales uh, The Sorcerer's Hunter series And the OVA Kimono Friends Season 1 Yay. Yay And Lupin the Third, The Last Job That was another one that was kind of I wasn't sure if anybody would ever Kind of do a release of that one Even though it was hugely popular at the time With Kimono Friends So it's one of those ones that kind of fell on Crunchyroll And we all kind of go Crap, is it ever going to get a physical release? Hopefully, you know, somebody else had been licensing the physical release at the same time they were doing the digital release. That way we can actually get it. So, Sorcerer 100 looks a lot like um, 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 Slayers. I wonder if that's the same team or something like that. Okay. Cool stuff. Awesome to hear. Like I said, both Komodo Friends and... Uh, oh, also, uh, did I say Lupin Third the last job? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's one of those ones Is like, I love Kimono Friends, but do I love it enough that it was technically not a great-looking show? Do I want the Blu-ray? I wonder if they did not touch-ups on it. I doubt it. Because it, that was one of those ones where technically it grew on me over time, but I wasn't sure if it was because the show it, content itself was drawing me in, or if it's that they were getting better. Because they were obviously getting better, because that first episode was like what is this? This looks terrible. She was like running around the field and stuff. It's like, Oh, what is this thing? What are you doing guys? And then it turned into a huge hit. So awesome stuff. They just, I hope they don't put season one on there. That way everybody can never acknowledge the other seasons. and Just claim that that was all the Komodo Friends was, was this one box. (laughs) I'm kidding. I didn't watch enough of the season two to, to claim that I know if it was good or not. So, Somebody tell me if I don't. I don't know if I heard much buzz about the second no, season. So it didn't if anybody seem like that caught on at all, yeah. If anybody did enjoy that one, and I don't know if it was on. mostly because of the bad, uh the, the ill will, or if it literally was just didn't do anything. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Is like, was it trying to play off of what was successful of it, or was it trying to do its own thing? And was that new thing a failure? Which is not a, a big deal. It's just that. I'd rather them try to do their own thing than try to re the 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 candle that was there that was already done so and that's what it seemed like they were doing at first i mean I, we had the new boy and we had the the uh kimono girls that are were gathering around him but it didn't seem like they were really wanting to do much of anything else yeah yeah all right, um, a new visual has been released for Mao-sama Retry Anime. So if you are kind of interested in that series, definitely go check to see the new visuals. I kind of like the new new character designs. They're very, very unique. of have a lot of bunny characters. So obviously there's going to be a bunny race there. Um, some goth lolitas, stuff like that. Um, weird panty-wearing cloak girl. That's always interesting. But of course the thing that was kind of drawing me to it immediately was that uh, the character design, I believe, is the same person that did... Rezero, so hopefully it won't be a flop like that other um, series was here recently. um, Conception, (laughs) so I just I really for some some reason really enjoy his artwork, so it's a it's a it's a plus for me. I don't know, I like the character art. I'm I'm very interested in this. Yep. What's with the dude with the cigarette in the middle um, of a fantasy world? It's, a, it's an isekai. So, uh, oh, it's an isekai. <laughs> Falls Akira, an ordinary uh, working adult, who finds himself zapped into a magical world uh, after logging into a video game called Game <laughs> while using a character That's name not ominous, Mao Hakuto Kunai or Demon Lord Hakuto Kunai. Uh, in this world, Ak- Akira begins traveling with a young lady who's dealing, uh, who is dealing with a disability that incapacitates one of her legs. Oh, I remember we were talking about this before. Um, but it becomes clear that Akira is his, and his new companion can't conceal the overpowering, overwhelming power of de- the Demon Lord and they cause trouble wherever they go. Soon they are pursued by forces who want to destroy the Demon Lord, uh, including a holy woman and an entire country and a mistaken identity fantasy about an ordinary person with the appearance of diabolical tyrant results. So he does kind of look like a t- <laughs> crazy dude. <laughs> he looks like the most sh- shady, but you kind of think he's not shady adult businessman. <laughs> he's got like that. Um, he could be from the Yuka- uh, Yakuza or he could possibly just be, you know, the guy that organized the mill. <laughs> Uh, there's a rem-looking girl too. Yeah, there's I've seen that. Blonde-haired Remu. Awesome. And a, a I'm totally Mega on Man, board with this and, show. And a Megaman-looking character with a really long uh uh, ru- uh was it Maji Moji Yeah, Roo- M- you're close ru- enough. Or something <laughs> Roo- 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 it looks like the guy from uh Gate back there. Yeah, I've seen that. Man, we're we're just pulling a bunch of interesting character types in here. Yeah, totally on board. Look forward to that one. I don't know what they've said when this is going to be released. It might be a summer, maybe a fall title. Let's uh, see. Every Wednesday during, uh, beginning on July. So, yeah, this will be a summer. So, we'll probably talk about it more next week. All right. Uh, more good news from Funimation. They're going to be streaming Shin Godzilla, uh, Your Name, DBZ Battle of the Gods, and uh, DBZ Resurrection F. So, finally throwing some video and some actual movies onto their Funimation service. The unfortunate thing is that they're only going to be doing it until August 9th. So, <laughs> yay! <laughs> this will begin on June 10th. So, don't, if you're listening to this literally on the day that I post this, don't be looking on there and going, you guys are liars. Kind of sucks that we're in this kind of, I don't like Funimation mode right now because I'd really like to catch up on the. Uh, Dragon Ball Z is it, or or is it on Crunchyroll? Uh, well, technically, Battle of the Gods was remade into Super. That's what the beginning parts of Super is, and right. I think Resurrection F was the second part of the Super series. So, if you want to watch those, just watch Super, which is on Crunchyroll. That's what I was saying. Is okay. Super on on Crunchyroll? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why it kept crashing when it was, <laughs> when it was when it was streaming every, what was it Sunday or Saturday? Or well, I don't like that. know it, it was it, going what down. got yanked when they did their split. Oh, that's true. That's true. That could be. I don't know. But yeah, if you Looks haven't watched, like it's still uh, up there. If you haven't watched your name yet, definitely, definitely jump on there to watch that at least. Um, and of course, Silent Voice because that's on Netflix now. So, two of the big movies of that year are now available to stream, which is awesome. So, yeah cuz you never thing- caught up, did you? Uh I got to like um, cuz I was trying I to wait past, for you so that we could watch it together. I got past They were on the whole big battle between the two universe thing between Beerus and his other destru- uh the other destructive god person from the two different universes and they started getting the whole thing where there's two different two of everybody pretty much. And yeah, I don't I th- I want to say that I finished that arc. I don't remember. I don't remember how far I got into it. Because that would technically mean that you're farther than me. Doggone it. I thought yeah, you were Yeah, because I think I got me. past that because I think I got into the Dark Goku, which is, I think is after that. No, situation. I finished the Dark Goku stuff. Was Dark I Goku was... before or after the the, ba- the, the, two, the two fighting? No, I think thing? that's where I was is, is in the middle of the uh, universe. Um, fight. Fight of the universes. Yeah, yeah, where Goku basically puts the entire universe at risk because he wants to fight because he's an idiot. Because Goku does that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cool stuff, though. Definitely definitely dive on that if you want to. Uh, good news for those who like uh, Singa Kagura Peach Ball is coming to the Switch in North America on July 9th. So if you want to watch naughty Singa Kagura characters get hit by pinballs, there you go. It's also going to be on Steam in summer, so get your naughty on, I guess. You perverts. Also... Root Letter, Last Answer, is going to be launching in North America and Europe on PS4 and Switch. In Europe, it's going to be August 31st and September 3rd in North America. This is what I've actually been really badly wanting to play. What's a Root Letter? It's a visual novel mystery-type story, which I think involves like a classroom of kids that one of them may be involved in a character being murdered, I think? Which, by the way, you asked me if a certain... Um Kododama was on the switch and it is i the found what? it that night the what kotodama yes Kododama. Was it Kododama? It, was it Kododama? you had mentioned something some uh, visual novel a uh, few weeks ago when we last did our discussion and and i didn't know i didn't see it and it, that night i f- ended up finding it on my switch it was okay. in the list can't remember uh, story takes place and blah blah blah. Protagonist arrives in search, uh, um, in search of Fumino Aya, a pen pal friend from high school who has disappeared for 15 years after he finds a letter just dedicated to him from her that was never sent. He sets out on uh, to t- interrogate her classmates as he wonders, uh, wonders if everything Aya told him was a lie. The game contains multiple endings based on the player's choice throughout the game. So... Interesting, 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 interesting. So, yeah like i said i i kind of want to check that out i was kind of thinking it would eventually turn into an anime but yeah those kind of <laughs> sometimes don't turn out to be that great in anime format anyways <laughs> they, get, they get crazy melodramatic so cool stuff cool stuff cool stuff and this one has a drama mode so you know it's going to be melodramatic The drama mode replaces Taro Minoboshi's illustrations in the original game with live-action photographs from 90 actors. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) Real people, ew! I want anime characters, not real people, ew! No. No. (laughs) 2D is far superior to 3D. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Give me my 2D waifus... Alright, moving on. Moving on. Viz Media has licensed Tokyo Shinobi Squad manga and Beast Children manga. So, that's cool. I have no clue about any of those ones. Beast Children, uh, Blood, Guts, and Glory, you can find it all on the rugby field. Uh, A young man is about to be introduced to the sport of rugby in this brand new series. So... There's that. And Tokyo Shinobi Squad, Tokyo 2049, thanks to the Galapagos reform enacted by the government, Russia, China, America, and Japan are now connected by a Hyperloop system. That's uh, that's (laughs) going to go well. (laughs) Go real well. (laughs) This globalization (laughs) has turned Tokyo into the most crime ridden city of the world. (laughs) It's so bad. It's like we all connect, and of course, all the bad people go to Tokyo. No, they're saying that Russia, China, and America are sending all their bad people to Tokyo. That's what they're saying. Pretty much the same thing I said in a different <laughs> way. <laughs> Just one is wanted and one is not. Uh, yeah. Crime wrote uh the fight the to fight the rising crime, those who have been working in the shadows since Sengoku period are needed. They are the shinubi. There you go. Naruto apparently is going to show up in the future Tokyo to stop crime. He totally looks like Naruto. A blonde version. Believe it. 2049. Believe it. There you go. Future Naruto. I like it. Check it out. All right. Um, Going through some titles that are ending. We have manga series that are ending. We have Hanabato manga is approaching its climax. Uh, Boogie Pop Returns versus Imaginators manga is approaching its climax. Majimoji Rurumo. We just talked about that. Did you say Rurumo? Yeah. So we, we got it, it right? Hopefully. <laughs> uh, the manga is ending in June. Girly Air Force manga adaptation is going to be ending, uh, has ended. Uh, Dimension W manga is going to be ending in June 25th or on June 25th. Mononoke manga is ending in July. And Girls on Panzer, Sinshido no Susume manga is ending. So, some big titles there ending. I think Dimension W was based off the manga. Or was yes. the Dimension W originally original and it was turned into a manga? No, it was based on a manga. So, I hope that's. I mean, it's been long since that anime series was around. So, hopefully, it was uh, at least kick jumped, maybe hopefully, by having that anime series come out and continued on doing really well. Uh, it ran for over 15 volumes, so... Good stuff. Yeah, it was back there in 2011. Holy crap. No, I think the weird thing was that I couldn't find many of the volumes. So I don't know if it was just that it was slow to release, or just couldn't find it anymore. Oh, Demon Slayer is on uh, Viz as well. I don't know. There you go. Usually happens. Alright, and some new anime series. I had a whole bunch in this list, and then I realized it was just basically me talking about everything that we're going to talk about next week, so I took out all the most of the stuff that's going to be next week. I just left one in there. Let me get rid of this one. That's not supposed to be in there. Uh, My Hero Academia Season 4 is going to be premiering in October. Already being uh, set up to be streamed by Funimation. So, I look forward to more My Hero Academia. Hopefully it won't be locked onto Funimation's platform. Uh, Dropkick on My Devil is getting its second season on in 2020. So, that looks like it's been... Of course, I don't think we ever got a date so I don't I can't necessarily say that it was pushed back 2020 but it's that's quite a huge gap. Ascendance of a Bookworm anime is going to be premiering in October uh, which is one that we're actually looking forward to it looks really cool and artistic and the story sounds pretty awesome. I think it was that was the one that was this he's the person he guide into another world that didn't have books and then she starts making the books. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh, Saburo No Armor or Rusted Armors uh, the stage play is getting turned into an anime adaptation. Uh, Collar X, uh, X Malice is getting an anime adaptation as well, which is based off of an Atome game, or was originally an Atome game that is now being adapted to an anime. So. Cool stuff. Cool, 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 cool stuff. And the last piece of news before we get into, hopefully, a, an interesting topic is that Magia Records, Puella Magia, Madoka Magica, Side Stories, mobile game, finally... Has a release date. <laughs> so get your wallets ready for another gotcha game from the folks that brought you the terrifying game of Fake Grand Order. Uh, it'll be releasing on June 25th. So get ready to spam re-roll until you get your first characters that you want. And then your wallet's ready for anything after that. My gosh, I got into like this big old thing for like two weeks after they announced this, that this was coming over here, where I just kept watching videos of, like, um, Bakumatari characters and the original team of Ma- Pola Magica, Madoka Magica, and their transformations that they do when you first summon them. They're absolutely gorgeous. this just, just beautiful stuff, so. It is cool to have a game where when you actually finally roll the character you want, you actually get, like, a crazy cool animation to, to show them off. Hopefully that doesn't mean, like, every time you roll a character that you're trying to get when you hit tap summon, it takes, like, five minutes because it has mm-hmm. to download a long video to show you their intro. It's like, well, that's obvious. I'm getting a new character. Because, <laughs> I mean, the the standard characters, it seems like they only have, like, maybe, like, a quick, like, two-second, three-second clip. And then they're summoned. Right. But, like I said, the original cast, One or two of them that you showed me it looked really cool. So. Yeah, the original cast and the and the Madoka Magica characters... Or not Madoka Magica. Bucket Monotari characters, they're, like... Freaking like 20 seconds long. And they're just absolutely shaft gorgeous. So. Cool stuff. I'm super excited and at the same time terrified to have another. Because this will be. This will definitely. And it sucks because. <laughs> speaking of mobile games. I told myself. When this was announced. I'm like. Well that's the death knell to Alchemist Code. And then Attack <laughs> the on Titan. Stupid collab comes out for Alchemist Code. And now I'm playing this stupid game again. I got bored of it again real quick. But I will be. Trying to roll without spinning a single dime on the other Mikasa and Levi and all that kind of... I got, I got Aaron already. It was, wasn't was too bad getting him, but we'll see if I roll the other ones. Maybe I'll I'll use that as a way to stop playing it because I'll spend my last, like, 5,000 gems to try to get Mikasa and Levi. And if I don't get both of them, that'll be really easy for me to go, forget this game and there delete it. There you go. i just going to get angry with it. Just that could also be a, a double-edged sword because then you'll get them and you'll go... Oh, now I'm gonna have to stay. Well, the thing is, is that with that game, if even if you get them, it's not like you can raise them to any good unless you roll them like 15 times. You have to get them like 15 times before them to be useful. So, and there, and Aaron's already topping the their arena charts. Like they, there's people out there that are whaling him up to 91, which takes a lot of times getting him. By the way, and they're just taking over the arena because every time a new character comes out, they win PvP because to win. Anyways, that was a side tangent. <laughs> My Alchemist code side tangent. The, the Andrew talking about a game that nobody else plays. This is what it is. So yeah, that's uh, that's, that's, that's that's happening. So that's the US and Canada June 25th. Cool stuff. And finally we have, a, hopefully it'll be an interesting discussion about a recent outburst, I guess you'd call it, of a particular director. Uh, For those who don't know, Yutaka Yamamoto apparently here recently decided to share his thoughts about the anime industry. (laughs) This is interesting because when I seen this article that popped up here uh, probably a couple weeks ago, I guess it was. A lot of people started talking about him, uh, uh, Yamakan, which I guess is his other name. They call him as Yamakan. Yamakon has apparently been known for his kind of dislike for the anime industry. He's almost like he's like he's like it seems like he's Miyazaki, but not good. It's <laughs> the best way I can put it. Um, I mean, you kind of have to sometimes work with what you get, so maybe that's the deal with it. And maybe that's why he has his frustration. I don't know. Um, but I was telling Chris here recently, or here today, I am like, you know, it, it is a it's a pretty dry a couple of weeks of news articles. So I was kind of looking for something interesting, and this this ended up popping up. And I'm like, okay, this this seems interesting. Let me go ahead and look into it a little bit. Who is this guy? What is his deal? Because I don't want to just go and see the article headlines and go, well, obviously, this, this guy's an idiot, and let's laugh at him. I wanted to kind of figure out what makes him tick. What is his what is his deal? And it was kind of really hard to find anything because I couldn't find any like actual full full translations of what he's been talking about just people kind of taking excerpts out of his blog taking excerpts out of his twitter uh social media and um his video where he kind of apparently title it as anime is dead or otaku is dead so i kind of looked into him i'm like okay cool this guy was originally from uh Kyoto animation he worked with a lot of people there uh, he did, like, the first four episodes of Lucky Star before he was replaced as a director. Uh, apparently, Kyoto Animation said he's just not ready to direct yet, so he took him off of there and replaced him with somebody else. Uh, apparently, he did some work on some of... He did some of Goo. Milikali, Suzy he... Uh, I'm still trying to take with the, the Kyoto <laughs> Animation stuff... Uh, he helped with uh, Air TV... So he's kind of like here and there within Kyoto Animation before he kind of went off to work with, I think it was Production IG with kan- Kanagi? Was it Production IG? I mean, it, was, it was A1 Pictures, I think. So he worked on it there. Um, so he kind of is jumping around. And apparently in 2016, he basically comes out, made this video, Anime is Dead, and started talking about certain things. He'd been uh, in interviews where he's trying to kind of reiterate what he said in the original thing that like the Taku's dead. Um, he talked about how k when he watched it made him have the chills, made him realize that he lost his place in the industry. So, like I said, this is where I kind of was trying to to try to figure out where this guy ticks. I mean, he goes off from there. He goes on and does Wake Up Girls. Um, he did work with, uh, I guess you mentioned Harangu, but I think that was previous to that. And then, I think his recent thing was his big recent thing was like he came back and said i'm gonna do this fractal series i've never heard of that series before i kind of want to watch it now just to figure out like i said i want to get into this guy's mind i want to figure out what he's what he's thinking here uh he said that he's gonna do Fractale, and if it succeeds if it, if it doesn't succeed he's gonna quit anime and of course it apparently did not do very well um i never heard of it like i said um And everybody criticized him because he didn't leave, even though he said that he was going to leave. Like I said, he did this, I think it was in 2016, did that anime is dead thing. Um, He then comes out and he starts doing this new one, which is called Twilight or Hakubo in Japan. And apparently is once again said that if this, he's going to make this and he's going to quit. That's his recent uh, statement is that he's going to make this movie and then he's done. Um, so it's it is a, it's, a, it's a fascinating idea because what I'm what I'm getting from what I'm looking through all this stuff, and I'm I'm not gonna say that this is my opinion, and don't quote me on any of this stuff. If you want to learn about this guy, go look into it yourself. But from what I my kind of trying to f- dig anything out of him, my opinion that I'm getting from him is that he's a person that joined the anime industry because he felt like it was something he wanted to do after he was invested in things like Evangelion. He was invested in these older titles. Um, I think another one that he's kind of pointed out was um, blanking on the name of it. I, and I really sucks that I'm blanking on the name of it. Um, it's funny wind. that you've never heard of Fractal. I remember uh, hearing about it, but I, n- I don't know what it's about. That's mm-hmm. the only difference. Nasca Valley of the Wind, that was, that was the other one that he was kind of pointing out. And it like i said he he seems like he this is this is where his his mindset is because it, it seems like it's really easy to kind of critique him because he said Kaion gave me the chills. He hates Moe. But it seems like what he's getting at is that this is what he went after and then now that he's in the industry itself if i took his side of the argument like let me let me let me play advocate for him. It seems like he, what I'm getting from him is that this is a industry that he loved due to like more of the adult and serious stuff. And then now when he's getting into the industry, he's being pushed by the industry to kind of conform to these certain bullet points. Like almost like he's claiming that when he goes in here to make a show, they say, you got to make it Moe and you got to make it cutesy and – he even pointed out the fact that you, you can't show panties, which why would you have it there and just not show it? And it's like, I don't know where he's going for Does he want it to be more adult and sexual or does he just not like the idea of cutesy and borderlining all the time? I can't quite fully grasp where he's coming from, but at the same time, if that's his, his goal there is that he just doesn't like where the industry's going in this route I I both want to critique him but not at the same time. Maybe it's that he wants to do these things. He does get the funding or he gets a directing job and he goes in there and then they say, well, the committee says you have to do this or the producer says, no, you have to do this. Mm -hmm. And then he's forced to have to do something Moe or something not adult, and something not serious, and that's his frustration because his ongoing statement is that he's trying to change the industry to fix it and the industry is not changing with him. And it almost sounds very egotistic when you look at it from the other side. I I think that's that's probably the best way to look at it. It seems like really what it is is he – because I, I think in one of his comments down here is uh, Moe is fascism or something like that. i yeah. seen that. <laughs> and it's like, OK, basically what to me that was That was, that was is, his like blog from way back in 2016. or That was in response in an interview after the video that he did where anime was dead. It, it, it seems like to me what what he's trying to say is look I'm being forced my creative will is being quelled by this requirement to fall into these rules that are right. you know, like he says these un, unwritten rules that he has to do these certain things and we've talked about that before of, of a lot of these things are are done because this is what sells more blu-rays or sells more figures or sells more so you have to do these things to make those more appealing to the customer you know that was a funny thing when he when he started getting to that because that's where i was really trying to figure out him um they had said that um he stressed that the the, at the end of anime was more of a personal thing for him anime has steadily uh, moved the opposite way that uh, from what i do uh he feels that moe is becoming fascist a fascist and in uh, since that its depiction is controlled by unwritten rules, show, uh, don't show panties. Showing panties is, is, is in line with male desires. So let's show them. Yamamoto prefers uh, to operate in his own rules, uh, but gets criticized when he does so and claims he can't handle it sometimes. So yeah, I, I, I agree in that sense. if and, and that's and that's one of the kind of funny things of like, But you're in the prime time to do this, though. I mean, if you were to go to Netflix right now and show them that you have a project to do, Netflix literally is the one right now that's saying, here's a bunch of money, make something. And that was the big thing with Netflix, that we were kind of going, wow, this could actually be a good thing that Netflix is getting involved in anime because it seems like they're, from what they're saying on the anime industry side is that they're literally giving them a free reign. Like they want them to do what they want to do. And it's it's better time than anything to do that. At the same time, my criticisms to it is you if you're using somebody else's money, expect that they have a say in it. <laughs> yeah. So if his problem is that he goes into these committees, he gets the money to make an anime, and they say do this, or they say bark, and he has to bark, you can't complain. You're using somebody else's money, and they see profits over here. If you want to make your own thing and you want creative control, go get your own money and make your own thing. And if it fails, that's your own fault. If it fails and you come back and claim that it's because nobody walked when you said you wanted to walk, you're doing the same thing you're saying the committee's doing to you. You're saying, over here, the committee tells me to do this and I have to do this, which I don't want to do. And then when you go to make your own thing without somebody saying that and you claim that everybody else is not listening to you, it's the same problem all over again. You're wanting everybody to bark when you say to bark. But at the same time, I mean if 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 Fractel it was his crowning achievement, obviously that's kind of what he's implying, right? Or that's that's kind of what we can take from. That's a the lot only of- thing that I can think of is his own thing. Everything else is where he was directing something that was not his. And if he's if he if he took that and he tried to do his own version of um, the girl falls from the sky and he <laughs> helps her, <laughs> if he's if he's trying to do the same thing as um, Ikuhara, if he's trying to do his own version of being becoming an Ikuhara, so that he can he can say this is what I do and poo on all of you if you don't agree that this is a good uh, a good show because I made it. Now, he can't get turned around and be mad at everybody because they didn't accept his artwork. His artwork obviously doesn't appeal to the mass. Ikuhara is doing that. So obviously he's doing something wrong that Ikuhara is doing right. So maybe maybe you aren't supposed to be in the industry. Well, that's that's the frustrating thing is it's like where are you at in this entire timeline thing? If you're expecting that, well, they finally let me be a director and then I wasn't able to do what I wanted to do. It's like, well, yeah, no crap. You're doing somebody else's – you're using somebody else's money and you're adapting somebody else's project. You don't have free reign there. You have to build up your rapport. You have to get your popularity up. You have to pull off incredible things. And, yeah, you're going to have to do things you don't want to have to do. That's how business works. Until you get that credibility, in which point you can do your own thing, and that's when you call the shots. You don't get to call the shots the first moment you get the job to go in there and do something. You're going to to be expected to do what somebody else's project is. Until you get that credibility, you get that money, and then you do your own project, you pull it off, and then you make fortunes, and you can keep doing that. But the, that's like I said, the problem is that depending on where you're settling in there, you can't claim that because everybody likes Moe stuff that the world is terrible. And that was my, my very first reaction to the headline. It was like, here's this guy literally saying that Moe is basically, that everybody wants Moe and he doesn't like that. That's what I was getting initially when I started reading into it before I started actually looking into it more. And my frustration there was like, that goes right back to their whole Anime is Dead uh, podcast episode where it's like, you're assuming that because there's a whole lot more anime than there used to be, and a lot of it's just kind of goofy, flo- uh, muff- uh, fluffy moe stuff. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's where the culture's going. It just means that that's just something that's on television that 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 certain time slot. That's our whole argument every season whenever there's this huge list of 30 shows and everybody comes in there and goes, oh, gosh, let's see if any of these are actually directed at me. And it's like, no, they're just tv shows yeah you might find one that's trying to do something really really mind-blowing but they're mostly all just stupid shows that people watch when they come home and they want to relax they're not out to be ikohara they're not out to be miyazaki they're not out to be uh uh, satoshi khan or anything like that they're just here's a time slot let's throw a random visual novel uh adaptation in there because it's just fun and, and the sad thing is it seems like he just got ahead of himself he thought that's that he, exactly where i'm getting he yeah, he, he he thought he's b- bigger than he actually is and he got slapped a few times and now he's he's kind of somebody's listening to him while he vents his frustration It's, it's, it's i it's, directed it's... free shows listen to me <laughs> <laughs> and that was the, that was a struggling thing like when i first came into this like Who's this Who guy? Who is this guy? <laughs> and why is he getting so much attention? Like, obviously he did something, I guess. And it, and it really does sucks because I, I think it was somewhere. It says something about the fact that he went back into Kyoto animation and it wasn't what he wanted it to be anymore. And it's like, really? Like Kyoto animation has been like the most, uh, beautiful example of a, a studio growing and growing and doing everything Right. Like you can, you can say you don't like Moe that Kon K- was, but what happened from K-On? You have like the directors coming from there; these these amazing uh, female directors and scriptwriters that are now uh, now doing *Liz and the Bluebird* and *A Silent Voice* and Sound *Soundefonium*. They're doing these incredible pieces of work, and there's very little to complain in that studio. Everybody's well paid; they're taken care of. They have the 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 whole school that they have in there to train people how to do their artwork and stuff like that they're they're like the one example of it's hard to find something wrong with that place. It's doing everything right and it's not relying on the K on thing anymore. I mean you could make an you could make an argument that at some point it was doing a lot of fluffy Moe stuff but then you're going into the realm of you're not realizing the detail that they're doing into those shows you're not realizing the the attention to detail of the beautiful of the art the, every shot is beautifully directed it's more than the sum of moe so to speak that they are there a flavor and a detail in their own which is you know beautiful in its own right so but you know it, that was you, you you shot it just before I could or not just before but you you shot the point that I was going to eventually get into was like is it just a case of somebody who thinks he's more grandiose than he actually is, and he kept getting cut off? Like I was mentioning before, you gotta build your repertoire before you can start claiming that you can do your own projects. And to and to, to you know whine because the world isn't going the direction you want is that's fascist. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you're going into the realm of you want to push your opinion on everybody. And it's not to say that you can't have another evangelion. It's not that you can't make the next escaflowne. Make it, but do it with your own dime, and don't claim that some or, production or, committee has to pay for your your project or pull the money together yourself. Crowdfund hey, it. Cro- yeah, crowdfund it, <laughs> or or go out and get the people who want to see your new show. Go and get them to back you. The point is, is you can't you can't. Bash a moneymaker and say, well, that's just wrong. It's making money, though. I mean, I, I, there's shows I don't like, but they're making money. I'm not going to sit here and say they're not making money. You said, uh, y- uh Yakama, uh, Nyamakan... Uh, wrote after returning to the anime industry he picked up social media and used it to criticize the anime industry however i was in, uh, naive to believe that after 10 years someone uh, something would change he declared the industry hasn't changed at all i thought that the one thing that could finally turn it around was that uh, was the will of the people but now even the management of social media services are interfering with me so being on social media isn't working at all uh, it was the ultimate backstabbing move <laughs> Yeah, I'm kind of thinking that he's blaming the fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why I was kind of with the whole K-On! thing is like you can't And that that goes back to the whole argument of like just because one thing exists doesn't mean other thing can these other things can't exist. Just because a lot of people like these moe shows does not mean that you can't have a serious show. The the two can exist together, and just because your serious show doesn't get the MoE fans excited, doesn't mean I mean I don't I don't I guess I don't understand the, the concept of like it's, it's frustrating like, because it's like he me got a watching good... me watching anime. It's frustrating. Because... Does not mean that somebody in America cannot watch a Marvel movie. <laughs> Why do you suddenly say? Well, I went and made. Uh, a Marvel show, but the anime fan didn't come watch it. So the world is not going in the direction I want. Where the hell are you getting this idea from? Like, why do I have to watch a Marvel show? And if I don't, it means you failed. Just make your Marvel show and let me watch my anime. And if somebody says, Hey, I watched the Marvel show and this happened, I might go watch it, but the two can exist. Just because there is Moe shows does not mean the industry is not changed and you can't go have your serious show. I guess that's where I'm really ultimately laying at. It's like, why do you believe that the industry is failing because you failed to make a serious show or because you don't think they're making enough serious shows? Go make it. They both think it exists. I guess it's frustrating because a lot of the character artwork looks pretty good. I I, th- I think it looks great. I, that doesn't mean that the story's not there, but it it looks good. Yeah, I don't. I like I said, I've nothing against Fractal. I've never watched it. I like I said, I do want to kind of now because I want to see into this guy's head. Um, but at the same time, the more I think about it, it's just like you said, it just seems like a person who got ahead of himself, and. I don't want him to give up. I don't want to claim that this guy is an idiot and he needs to go away. Like, you know, it's easy to kind of dismiss him. Um, I've heard rumors that he has said a lot of really nasty things here and there. I have – I can't – I have not seen it myself, so I'm not going to claim that's true. But at the same time, you know, just do your own thing. Don't claim the world has to change to what you want it to. I absolutely think agree. I, I absolutely do not want him to go away. I want him to find his place, and I think that he could be somebody very amazing later on if he figures out and, and straightens out his direction. Um, because, like I said, I, I think that a lot of this is jumping. He, he thinks that he's going to be the next Miyazaki, and he's not the next Miyazaki. He needs to figure out, okay, get yourself, figure out what the... How this entire thing works, and, and and he could just be one of those really really um, he might just be uh, eccentric like uh, Miyazaki is, and maybe he is actually a genius in disguise. I, I I'll know a little bit more once I watch uh, Fractale, but I think that. Having that kind of mindset is not necessarily a bad thing, but you do have to appreciate the people that are making giving you money. Sadly, I like Kanagi. There you go. He did that, so <laughs> he's got one. No, I was I was, I was try- trying to think. Um, he did some. He's just kind of a sporadically doing episode work. I mean, he did and, some and, and in air TV. That's one of the things is I wonder if he's just getting kicked out of these projects and he, nobody's actually saying he's being kicked out. Of these well, that's, projects. That's, that's the kind of assumption that a lot of people are making, especially after you have something that is so clearly written out that he wasn't ready to direct when they got kicked off of, 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 um, Lucky Star. But at the same time, I mean, he's obviously doing something decent because he, like he said, he got, he got into Kanagi, um, he did uh was it sinew we like sinew that was a goofy first season at least the first season <laughs> um did a little bit in and haruhi uh the wake up girls was an interesting one when i seen that pop up because wake up girls and again that he wasn't the one that wrote it he wasn't the one that was funding it so i don't know how much control creative control that he had with it but Wake Up Girls was one of those ones where if anything could attach to what he's saying, Wake Up Girls was his chance to do that. Again, if he had enough creative control to do what he want, he could have wanted to. And they said, no, it's written to do this. So you're going to follow these characters. Because what I realized with Wake Up Girls is when it opened up, it was trying to it almost like it was trying to make a statement. I mean, those first couple episodes were very uncomfortable because they were obviously trying to show that these these idols were being forced to do technically inappropriate things with adults and uh, you know kind of entertain them in ways we'll dress up in swimsuits in front of all these men and it's like you, you were trying to and then it steps away from that and just does the typical idol stuff and then the the crazy uh dictator <laughs> idol group that was off the side that they were trying to show. So it's like it almost felt like he was – he could have done something there positive in what he's saying, but he's still technically doing an idol show. Why are you doing an idol show if this is what you don't want to do? Again, unless you're trying to build your repertoire, do it. That's fine. That's what you need to do. Build yourself up till you can eventually uh, do what you want to do. So, yeah. I, like I said, I when I talked to Chris earlier today, I really was like, I want to know what's in his head. I don't want to just say, this guy's an egotistic idiot. He needs to go away already. I wanted to really kind of dig into him. But at the same time, I knew it wasn't enough of a topic to make its own podcast because I was like, wow, this could really turn into something really interesting. But it's it's it, Japan is difficult because every now and then you do get somebody like him who does come out and start – blogging and being very vocal about this stuff and you're like dude are you trying to really burn down bridges because that's literally what you're doing um you don't get that often out of japan and so every now and then when you do get these little morsels it's like i kind of want to know what you're which which what makes you tick so we can kind of figure this out so that was that was an interesting little kind of rundown there so yeah I was really wanting to see a full translation of his 2016 video because that was really, if anything, that probably had a lot of the the morsels in it. But, yeah. He did like your name. And apparently that was one of the reasons why he decided to come back. He liked your name. (laughs) He said something like, I felt like there was people out there that were like me again. And so I decided to jump back in (laughs) because I'd seen your name. I was like, oh, look, Evangelion's back. I got to come back into anime. Yeah. Alright. Let's put that one to rest. And move on to our community. Of great people. Over on Takispear.com. Go there. Leave us a question on the forums. Or you can go to the contact us button at the top of Takispear.com. Or you can go talk to us on social media. Twitter. Uh, His up on uh, either one of those platforms. I even have my email in there. So just send us questions that you have. Like these wonderful people did. We have uh, first one we have is Seth Amaha says, how in the world do you keep yourself from watching a show that is available to stream somewhere legally? And instead of instead waiting several days for a Blu-ray DVD or in the case of shows where you have to wait for the rest of the story to be released several months, I will admit that I don't uh, I don't have that kind of patience at all. Even going on so far as uh, and being naughty and going to bad sites to watch the shows that didn't get licensed, or in the case of Netflix, God, I hate Netflix, would you have to wait long after the show has finished airing? I think it gets easier over time. I think that is once you once you start down the road of just just being patient on that, it does eventually get to the point where it's like, okay, I'll just go and watch other things right now yeah, that's that's the simplest answer i can give you is that there's too much stuff to watch to worry about the fact that i can't watch one thing no carol and tuesday was this season's this sucks oh it you had to remind me that <sighs> uh, violet evergarden was the one of that season um uh, it, it you you do get used to it, but no, I, I think the, the, the nutshell thing is there's just, there's so much to watch. I I've, I forget after a while and I try to keep up with the other things. And then, and then one of us reminds the other one that, that it's out there, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, in regards to like series that aren't finished, cause I think that's where you're kind of getting that with one of the points was like, you know, a series, that's, a, a story that's not technically finished yet. That's another one where you just, you, you, you expect it anymore. And that's a sad reality. It's like every time a new season comes around, you know none of those stories are going to end. And you just you you just hope and pray that that's going to end on a solid solid chapter end or volume end that you can go, "Well, that was enough of a nugget. I got plenty. It doesn't feel like I need more now. I kind of want more now or whatever, but I I don't feel like anything is cliffhanging because there's nothing worse than the final episode that, like, five minutes of it is wrapping up the story, and then the next, you know, 16 minutes is them going, well, here's a bunch of new characters, and they're they're obviously building up to something. <coughs> Children of Wales. <laughs> that makes you go, why? I want more now. Why'd you do this to me? I don't even know if you're ever going to get a second season. So, no, that that aspect is always going to be a thing. Um, so, you just kind of have to kind of deal with it. I, I, I This is totally... North America Privilege here I am so happy That I don't have A problem with Things not being Licensed I know a lot of People out there Have to deal with Going to These other websites In order to get Their fix because Like we mentioned Earlier with with The UK issue It's like you know, Technically hopefully This is going to Get fixed but There's a lot of Places around the World that don't Get anything licensed In their area so They have to go to Those sites whereas Us even if there Is the one or two Titles Netflix grabs It's coming eventually and so we do kind of get to wait. Our only problem that we really technically do face is movies. Because even though that is getting better here in North America, it's only getting better for people that are in gigantic cities that have tons of you know, theaters that show these anime movies. There's none around here. Nobody over here handles... Uh, theatrical releases of anime. The closest so closest is, is what, like three hours away? And so it would be a, an all-day trip. The last one I was checking on was, I think, I think it was A Silent Voice. And that was an eight-hour drive. Because I was literally going to see if I can we can watch it. And it was an eight-hour drive. And I'm like, no. And I'm not going to pay a flight, because that's going to be a fortune. So, not happening, unfortunately. But... There and it's very it's very rare that there is a case where it doesn't come over here. I mean, yeah, we we had to wait a long time for Silent Voice. We had to wait a long time for. Um, um, we're still waiting for like we mentioned earlier uh, the Sounding Funny one, which I think they did do in theaters over here. Um, we do have to wait on the Monotari ones, like the Keys of Monotari's when they were doing those. The the Heavens fill one. Thankfully, Aniplex does really good at getting Blu-rays out decently fast following theatrical releases. So that's a a blessing there but yeah i mean it, it isn't too difficult in my opinion just because there's so much content i i i, I get frustrated for a while and then i kind of forget about it cuz there's t- plenty to watch or when i get reminded of it i get angry again and then i forget 10 minutes later because i got to watch something else or i got to go to work or something like that <laughs> i don't get i don't get much time to stew on it anymore so it is what it is um but no i mean the 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 I think the biggest frustration out of all that you just mentioned is stories con- uh, f- uh, con- con- continuing. That is that is the issue that I think I will never get over. It really does suck when I think of like Noragami not getting continued, um, Spice and Wolf not getting continued, uh, Myoga was it My not Myoga? <laughs> I keep saying that every time I think of it too. Your your Mao, and, Mao yeah. and, and 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 yeah Yusha that one not getting continued there's a lot of shows that I think are just fantastic series that just win. It never never going to happen kind of thing so but even then at that point I just hope that they they did well enough for their their for their few cues at their core that they actually did adapt and that I will feel at least somewhat satisfied and and move on kind of thing so yeah I'm I th- it's so funny. I think I, even though every season I get angry it sucks that I'm kind of getting used to the Netflix thing. <laughs> yeah. I've given up. <laughs> like I don't I don't spend my time complaining that to, you know, at Twitter, you're doing it again, Twitter. It's it's been long enough that they're not going to change anything, unfortunately. Yeah. All right, uh let's see here. Vinadict, I hope I'm saying that right, Benedict, uh, says, hey guys, thanks for the show. A few questions that I've had over the last couple of years. Uh, the Fuka anime made a huge change for the manga. Yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking forward to seeing the directing or direction they would go. Unfortunately, not only did they waste the opportunity by basically reverting back to the manga, it actually made the story make less sense in the end. Uh, include, spoiler, Uh, is there an anime that uh, diverged from the source material and was better because of it? Uh, What was it? Um, I had one here recently. My Oh, yeah. Attack on Titan. They are... I'll say it over and over again every time we do a review of that show, every time a core comes out. It is phenomenally better than the manga. I wouldn't... I wouldn't say that they diverged from it though. They just are shuffling things in a more um Yeah. A nar- a better narrative is, is really the best way to they're put it. They're... A lot of chat. Yeah. They're... A lot of very useless chat. <laughs> <laughs> um see the the problem with me answering this question is I don't really have many I don't read the source material often. And then watch a show when it comes out. I'm literally most of the time when I read a source material, it's post the series back to South Omaha's uh, question because these series never end. I immediately assume they're not going to end. And then I go and read the the source material instead, because that's where I have to get my conclusion from. Now, if you want to add one, a, a little caveat, thinking of an anime is really hard for us. However, I can point out that uh, Death Note the live action, and I'm not talking about the Netflix version. I'm talking <laughs> about the old version. The of, last name, anyway. yes. That one actually, I think, uh, told this. Well, the see, I, I don't part know how of the, the story, mon- but, I don't know how the manga went. Yeah, exactly. It's. it's I just it's, know that the live action had a better ending than the the animated series. So it's 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 really kind of a it's it's a weird thing to to kind of. I I don't know how you would. It's like my my first impression when you mentioned that I thought of spin spinoffs, and I know that's not what you're saying because spinoffs don't necessarily work like that. But now now that I'm thinking about it, what you're saying is shows that are actually shifting from the story narrative and are better for it. And I can't I can't really think of any that are better because I was <sighs> don't really do that much on. I mean even most of them are pretty true to this original source material outside of maybe a little bit of embellishing but not much. I I wanted I really enjoyed I, I want to say there was something in School Live that they did differently in the series and I just cannot when my uh memory is failing me but I want to say that something they did something better in the School Live a uh, School Live anime adaptation than the, the manga itself. But, of course, the manga kept going on, so they probably... Yeah, I can't. Remember. I know you were telling me that I needed to read it because of that that particular change. Oh! It was something to do with... Um, no. No, School Live was one of those ones where the they had more context in the manga, so never mind. I'm, I'm going backwards there. Um, yeah. All I, all I can think of is... is um, with Attack on Titan, but yeah, like you mentioned, it is technically just a kind of a the way they're putting things together. But at the same time, it, it's just more in the aspect that they're pulling a lot of the content out of there that really shouldn't be there. Versus something like a, you know Spice and Wolf, where I think it is phenomenally better as the light novel because you're getting his his inner dialogue that is just absent in the series. So yeah, I'll I'll probably think of something when we get off of here that was better, and then he'll text I... it to me and go. Dagummit! I didn't think of this. It usually is always when I'm editing. Every time I'm editing it's like, damn it, that one. Damn it, that one. That one. That one. That was the when we did the our little rant to the uh, distribute the third party distribution centers and Funimation all them. We were making that rant video uh, podcast episode. Uh, the literally fan service one. It was literally right after I when I went to edit the moment Chris mentions this idea that he's going into. What was it? it? was, um, oh yeah, it was, no, it was the Gundam episode. We were doing the Gundam episode. Well, no, you did it on the other one on the, yeah, I think both of them literally fan service too. In the Gundam episode that we did, uh, Chris was started bringing up the whole techie stuff when they start getting into the, the, the specs and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, no, we'll get into the cons and literally didn't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, here's, here's his text. Data sheets. We'll get back to that at the, in the cons. <laughs> never, never <did>. do. <laughs> I, I, I yell at him all night when I'm editing podcasts, like, you're breathing in the microphone of Chris again, or uh, the one that you did, your, uh, the service one, literally fan service one, I was like, you're literally popping into the microphone because the entire yep. time he's editing his face is in the freaking microphone, and I, I waved him back every now and then, but I didn't want to interrupt him because he's, you know, going on a, uh, a tirade or whatever he's going into or is reading from the Webster Dictionary again, and I'm like, head back, head back, head back. I yell at him a lot. A lot. A whole lot. Alright, I think we answered that question. (laughs) But no, the Fuka one, that one angered me because in seeing that coming up, I read into the manga. And so I knew exactly the point in which it did a huge change. And I was like, I cannot wait for the crap storm on Twitter, I can't wait for people to start screaming, and never happened. <laughs> and so I had to tell Chris, I'm like, oh my gosh. And I paused it literally, when it got to that point where that would have happened, and I paused and I said, they literally just like, what, was, what would be it? I'm going to keep saying, putting the middle finger to everybody, no, it's just like, totally trolled everybody who read the manga right there. That was the point, like that That traffic signal light was literally the point where they said, ha-ha, and then the rest of it was garbage. And like you said, yeah, why would you do that? Anyways, do you remember what that was? Yes. Okay, i just making sure you remember that. It was very well burned into my head. (laughs) I make sure he knew it. Benedict also said, uh, second question, is there a trope or cliche you really dislike because it's usually done so badly i really dislike the villain redemption trope it's so often flagged early in the show that, so that you uh, know it's coming but the villain never really does anything to atone for what they've done hanabato is a perfect example of this job <laughs> i can see that you know. really like to follow andrew's uh, lines of thinking <laughs> you and me i see i, I smell what you're stepping in that ending sou- uh, sour the show for me because I saw it coming from the moment the character was entered in, and it was it was, was crappy. Was that you knew what was coming, but it never did anything to really justify it at all. Like you're just waiting, like you're running out of time to do anything to fix this character. Okay, that was it. You suck. <laughs> so yeah, is there is there a trope of sleigh that you think is done? Usually badly, or you don't like it because it's done badly. Not that you don't like the trope for cliche, but that you don't like it because it's done badly. I I I think that they should get a little bit better with their etchy tropes. That's where I would go, and, and that's exactly where my mind immediately went to because I I automatically think of all the things that they do over and over and over and over again, and it's like. Do something new with this. At least do something new with it. If you're going to do this, do something new with it. Or I, I just I, the lucky perv is just such a tired thing. I'm so and and I I like my etchy. I really do. But I'm so tired of it. No, what I think is the better the better remedy for that really is because I do agree with you to extent. I think what they need to, fo- you know, get back to focusing on us is not having it be... Don't have etchy for the sake of servicing the main character. I usually like it when it's there to service the viewer. I... I, I Like, I, it doesn't have to be in the protagonist's face, and I can still see it. I remember etchy back in the day when it was, you know... I, I don't even remember it. Maybe you'll remember what what anime this was, where the girl was running down the street and, and a little wind blew up her skirt a little bit and she looked back at the camera and said, etchy and, and that that was my kind of etchy back in the day where it was like just every, a little bit flirty, huh? Like every show back then. <laughs> <laughs> etchy and, and it was just a little bit flirty and then move on and it wasn't really an in-your-face, the, the lucky perv, I, I can't stand that crap, I'm so tired of that crap, I really am. But, at the same time, I do, I do appreciate some etchy when it is just a little bit flirty with the with the viewer and just, you know, not necessarily blatant. And that's that's what where I kind of wish it would shift. I thought of a second one while I was thinking my when I had my first one already lined up because um, you, when you're saying that the lucky perv, my, my my mind immediately went to the other one that I think is besides the etchy perv uh, thing is. The otaku nerd, it's the existence of that character that is always the friend that is the big otaku nerd because it's always done terribly. Now, I know that there is that type of person in the world. There is a lot of otaku that are very like that, and that's what they're kind of basing it off of. But it is also one of those ones where whenever it kind of shows up, it's just – it's always – it's almost like they're always putting a middle finger to that crowd and it and it never is portrayed anything besides that they are just a an idiot that can think of anything can't think of anything other than that like they can't have a hyper fan within a series that is not an idiot that only thinks of that and they well, even when they do or, that even when they do that it's it's one of those that are the closeted otaku Stereotype and they're always where, a pedo, you know, and they're always, yeah. And, and he, goes, he goes, he goes, he goes from this desperate. really cool person to this really uh, 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 type person randomly. And it's like, okay, this is just dumb. The, they they do that with the Fujoshis a lot, the yeah, where they go, they go from kind of that's uh, another one. I don't like Fujoshis because it's always portrayed terribly. I have nothing, I have nothing against Fujoshis. It's just that they are never always, they, every time they're portrayed, they're always the same. And it's like it's it's always like this, I guess an in joke of the industry laughing at its fans, and it's like, but they're not always like that. So why is that the trope symbolism of your fandom? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, but no, when you when I initially read your your question, my mind immediately went to not necessarily the villain um, with a redemption thing, which I I agree, but there is a lot of cases where it's done like great like for example i guess it technically does spoil the show in a sense but you kind of get an idea that's coming like you said in sss grid You you kind of get a sense from the beginning that 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 character might be redeemable and i think the way they kind of did something with it was really cool i won't say that it was a redemption but the way it was wrapped I'm, up was good i'm always I'm, i i love my redemption stories i really really do I I think that there is this and 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 this has always been kind of oh, yes. <laughs> it, there's always been this kind of thing that I I do give a lot of leniency to it, but at the same time I do agree that there's certain points where it's like you can't really be redeemed after this yeah. point. And it's like and I'm I'm usually on the Darker shows when when things when you when you've mass murdered people if you've raped was, the crap out of women's sh- and it's like okay seriously y- you're not going to make this person likable in any way shape or form to me so why is he on the main cast as a friend of the harem I I, I have a hard time with, even even I, I mean Andrew brought up um, one of my favorite characters in and day day life yeah, that's what it's I immediately like, thought of when you're talking and, about that. and it's like. She's killed so many people. Like she has blood all over her hands, and it's and it is hard. Sometimes it's like, okay, maybe I give a little bit more leeway on certain characters than others. It's like, I guess. But what characters do you like? I mean, I like her because of her, like I was saying earlier, her her, mischievousness. No, her her mischievousness. (laughs) I, I like her mischievousness, but at the same time, I do agree. She does have that dark side of her that it's like. Eh, I don't, I don't know. It, well, that I mean that's like uh, what's her face from Gate. Didn't they technically say that she was dangerous? Yeah, she's she's technically a, a a, da- a, her entire God her entire thing like is that. the more death that's going on around her, the stronger she becomes, or yeah. something like that. It's really happy? She gets very happy. <laughs> very happy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean that's I mean that's just like Gilgamesh. He's technically a really bad dude, but. He but kind the of has those, a, are, an awesomeness about. But him, is is Gilgamesh really? Is yeah, he's, he's is redeemed. Gilgamesh re- really redeemed? He's not really to me. They try I mean, to do something in Excala, but, but no. I do. I do appreciate his mischievousness. I, so I'm not. I'm not any one particular side. I do like his mischievousness. I love the way he just kind of like no, because I'm I'm God practically. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's the argument. Is like you can't do anything. You just kind of have to either <laughs> sip wine with a dude or die. Yeah. So sip wine with a dude because <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna beat him. Oh gosh. Now I can't I can't think up the top of my head any other cases. But no, my other my the the thing that initially came to my mind when I was reading that uh, was uh, the the trope of I guess just this the the psychoticness like the 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 level in which it gets to where they're getting really really crazy. And the trope is the derpy crazy psychotic laugh crazy moment. And it's, it's not that I don't like a show that has characters who do lose it or do go over that line and they get crazy or they get diabolical. But it's just it, – it's never justified and it's never done to a satisfying extent. Like I don't care. It, they, the moment that Derpy Face just shows up, I just like – they gave up. It feels like they gave up. Like, okay, they're just crazy. Okay, let's just end this because bad guy is just crazy. We're done. Like that was my argument with ICO Incarnate. They got to the point where they suddenly said, "Here's bad guy and he's crazy. So have fun. There's the bad guy. There's the big boss. He's crazy. He did the laugh. There. That's it. That's his story. It, it sucks because you. They were building something with him. Like that was like, okay, they could do something. No, he's just crazy. We're done. We're done. Just wrap it up. Close the story. Close. You didn't even have to have him there. You could have just concluded just before that. Close the book, done. But no, we went crazy. Psychotic laugh, derpy faces. It is a it, that is that is the. If you ask me, like I can deal with the pervy, uh, the, the the kid that gets the pervy moments. I don't care. Move on. I I can do fine with the villain that has the redemption story. That because I'm usually entertained by something else in that story. The 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 fact the villain got redemption in the end doesn't really matter to me. That it wasn't satisfying. I'll get over it, but the derpy faces. Because I do like the psycho, the psychological horrors. I do like the darker stories. I do want somebody to face, you know, that that point where they snap. But it's never, it never feels fulfilling in the end. Most of the time, like I'm, I can't even think off the top of my head a moment where that worked, and I was like, this was awesome. Except for maybe, um, Rory, Rory Mercury, yeah. Yeah, Rory Mercury. Like, her just going laughing and crazy. But that's just her having fun. That's not really psychotic, even though you could technically say it is. Yeah. I wish they were all done better, but they're not. So, yeah. Uh, Let's get to the last one here. Hopefully we can finish this quickly. Uh, What anime podcasts would you recommend? Similar tone to yours, where they talk about and enjoy anime and and avoid hating on shows. Am Arcade. That's the only one I got for you. That's the only one I can watch and listen to. So... (laughs) Yeah, a lot of the other ones I I it's very rare to find them that they do that. Um maybe Anime Nostalgia podcast, I guess. She's she's kind of more happier in tone. Another one that but it went down, I think I don't I don't think they've kept up with it was the um I'd have to look up their names. Um Did you watch listen to uh, Major League Anime Podcast? No, I don't think he's popping up in my podcast feed. I'll try again. I, I get in to get back to him and, and listen to stuff, but you might check out Major League Anime Podcast. He's he's touched out to us a couple times. Um, really enjoy talking to him every now and then. But my main problem is I, I have I, – my i I'm not I, – I I used to listen to a whole bunch of them. And then at some point, I just kind of shut them all out. And yeah, the- re- I rarely listen to anything anymore. And I do want to kind of get back into some of them, but it's just – I haven't had time, but the one that I, I can tell you for sure right now is Anime Arcade Podcast. Right. It, it it's one of those those hard things. I've I've really had to stop on that because it, there was just too much negativity, and I had to stop. And that for was a while. that was my main issue. It was like I at some point my work was getting very stressful, and I realized I'm like I cannot. I have to get out of this stuff. I cannot. And that was the social media thing. I was like it sucks because I do want to post more on social media and get more tweets out there. It's just I every time I open up that feed I get like, no, I don't need this. I, I really don't want any negativity right now. <laughs> Work, family, it's just not it's not working out. So So yeah, that's and yeah, every now and then uh, Logan does hate on things that I love and that's negative. So I guess there is some negativity in there. And the the even though he is not bashing it. The fact that he said anything negative about something mm-hmm. I like makes him bashing. So this is a continued rivalry between me and Logan. I don't know why. I love Logan. Yeah, that's what it is. I'm soon dedicated to Logan. <laughs> Babaka. Whatever. <laughs> what? Are you jealous? Are you the Don Derry that's jealous? Of like, I don't care. I really don't. And then eventually you're gonna break and go. And, and show your, your, your heart? Well, no. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a wrap. Hope you guys enjoyed this discussional podcast episode. We talked about the news that seemed important to us. That should be important to you. Uh, bashed on a director for a couple minutes, then got a couple good community questions in here. Thanks to Seth Amaha, uh, Benedict, for those great questions. Some really good discussion going on there. Um, again, if you want to ask us a question, definitely leave it on our forums at talkofspirit.com or go to the contact us button at the top or go to one of our social media links on the right side or just email Andrea at talkofspirit.com. Send any questions in so that we can keep them flowing. Uh, again, reminder, next week will be our preview episode for the summer 2019 anime season. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, hopefully, we can get that wrapped up and uploaded and then I have a long tiring week ahead of me after that so hopefully we will have a podcast episode after that but we'll see uh it just depends on how tired i am because i have like an entire week of of traveling so yeah that's gonna be fun so yeah hope you guys enjoyed this episode and y'all take care oos